Hey everyone, it's Rachel Schwartzman. I hope you're having a great fall season and happy almost Thanksgiving. So just thinking about this week makes me feel full, but in the case of today's interview, I feel full of inspiration and hope more than anything else after speaking with our featured guest. But before we dive into the full interview, hear from TSL friend and interviewee Jordan Soderholm, who shares a story that reminds us to slow down and purchase with intention this holiday season. Hi, I'm Jordan Soderholm, and I'm the fashion director at ABLE, a lifestyle fashion brand with the mission of creating jobs and opportunity for women. A few months ago, I watched the documentary True Cost. When I heard about this movie, I arrogantly said that no, I hadn't seen this yet, but I work in the fashion industry and I totally understand what's going on there. I knew injustice was happening and I didn't need to be preached to about it. The last thing I wanted to do on a Friday night was sit down and watch something that felt work-related. Ironically, on a Friday night last spring, I sat down with a group of students at Belmont University to watch True Cost. I was asked to speak on a panel after the viewing that night, so when I walked in, my seat was dead center in the front row. As I watched the movie, I was overcome with emotions. At times, I was actually trying to suppress an amen. Other times, I was teary and furiously taking notes. Watching that movie, I was humbled, and I was snapped back into the reality of the fashion world. I was angered at the injustice that so many people face because they need to provide for their families in some way. So they endure work environments that are bad for their health. I was enlightened on the environmental impact of our purchases and have not been able to get the footage out of my mind of bodies of water overtaken with chemicals and the sick children in the surrounding neighborhoods. This system is broken. I knew that before and I know that now. Because of this movie, I've slowed down in order to be more mindful of the impact that I'm personally making on such a broken industry. I still reference those iPhone notes that I took that night. I'm rethinking the way I shop as a consumer of fashion. I'm slow to purchase, taking time to research the brands that I'm shopping. I'm having conversations with friends about why mindful shopping is so important. And don't worry, I'm not judging you at all if you do shop fast fashion because it's what you love or it's what best fits your budget. There's no need to defend that target purchase. But I do think that slowing down for a couple of hours to watch this movie will be impactful for you like it was to me. People matter. Our beautiful planet matters. I would highly encourage you to slow down and take time to think through how you can honor both with your purchases. Thanks again to Jordan for sharing these lovely sentiments. You can learn more about the True Cost documentary online at truecostmovie.com and watch the film on Netflix. So in today's featured interview, I sat down with the incredible Ashwarya Iyer of Brightland, a modern olive oil company based in Los Angeles. Despite being a new founder, Ashwarya is already making big strides in the slow food industry, especially by raising the standards in production, as well as leading the charge and having transparent conversations regarding where the food we consume is coming from. I have to say that I never would have guessed that I'd be so excited about something like olive oil. But if I've learned anything from my conversations with Ashwarya, it's that putting simplicity and focus at the forefront truly makes some of the most unexpected things golden. 
On that note, here's my conversation with this game-changing brand builder who shares how slow content has been an intrinsic part of Brightland from the start and what legacy she hopes to leave behind as a slow and sustainably-minded entrepreneur. You know, when I was living in New York and um, just sort of living the day-to-day and not cooking, not really thinking about what I was eating, just thinking more sustenance or indulgence rather than the term quality. It wasn't really something that even entered my vocabulary. Um, That's when I felt myself starting to get sort of sick or have, you know, stomach aches and full circle, you know, once I realized that it might have been one of the most, like, it was the foundational kind of uh, food, I came full circle and realized, okay, we have to start everything with what does quality mean? And I think it can mean different things to different people. I think from my standpoint and from where I see how I'm building Brightland, it comes from a place of, do we know where this source comes from? What it's made with? What it's made of? When was it made? What is the the story behind it? And um, is what we're consuming or what we're supporting, does it have... um, you know, a certain type of authenticity to it. So I think all of those things combined together to me mean quality at this point. Yeah. And I feel like quality has made its way to every kind of touch point of the brand, which is a really hard thing to do when you're starting out, but kudos. Thank you. I think quality can also, um, to me, can be synonymous with focus. So I think that it's incredibly easy, especially in 2018, to want to be everywhere all the time, be everything to everyone at all times. And so taking a step back and saying maybe less is better in some ways, whether that's our content uh, from a, you know, from our own um, owned and operated channels to social, to our product kind of lineup, um, understanding that things can take, time and giving time and giving space I think that can come back to quality too Um, and so that's something that is really hard to be honest because it's easy to want to lean into the the speed at which the rest of the world is operating but um, staying true to yourself and saying that's a huge sort of value for us Um, yeah it's been it's been definitely something key Yeah, for sure. And I think going back to what you were saying about focus in terms of the content and the marketing, even though the brand has only been around for what, six months, just about, um, you've already kind of honed in on that in a really compelling way. Um, And how would you say that Brightland plans to kind of further integrate the slow content um, into the overall kind of marketing plan? I think being intentional about our um, our visibility from a from a like um, offline standpoint, our uh, product roadmap. You know, when I take a step back, I know that we're going to be coming out with new products in 2019, but at what speed and velocity? Um, that's the that's the kind of the key, and you know, I'm trying to be as uh, intentional as possible. Like, why are we putting this out at this time? Um, and then our relationship with our customers. 
I think there's something to be said about like high touch. Like, you know, we do handwritten notes to every customer still, even though we're in the thousands. You yeah. Know, we offer um, you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's becoming a little tougher, to yeah, be honest. <laughs> that's fair. But, you know, Team Brightland. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're trying to trying to remember, you know, our values from a, um, it's okay to slow down and it's okay to be, yeah, intentional. Totally. Can you think of something you published, whether it was on Brightland social channels or on the blog, um, that really kind of embodies this idea? Probably everything in some regard, yeah. but if there's a particular story. Yeah, we, um, so the way that our content works on our blog, I, I noticed that companies and brands were either um, publishing extremely long form, super high quality content, few and far between. And those are also some special brands that work with people like you who are incredibly gifted um, that can you know, uh, guide and, and kind of mold um, their content to, to kind of end up turning out that way. And then there are brands that I felt were doing it in a, it was this like rushed almost, um, to me, I call it like helter skelter. And they're just <laughs> like, we just need to publish something yeah. for SEO. And just, you know, they're throwing terms like that out, which they're, of course it's valuable, but how much value are people getting from it? How many people are looking at this? Is this something we really need to put out into the world? Because you're then creating um, waste, right? There's content, you, all of it is waste at the end of the day. So it's not just, oh, you know, you create a bag that people don't need. You're also creating content that people might not need. Um, so we took a step back and thought, what can we do that can really showcase who Brightland is, especially as a new brand and our values and what we stand for, but not do it from a place of waste. And so every th post that we've done either has a piece of art with a quote that means something to this world of Brightland, or it's a playlist because we would love for customers to be playing that while they're you know cooking or they're dining with friends at home. Or it's um, an article that actually links out to an, another source. So we have pieces on slowing down. We're uh, very intent on creating, if we were going to create content, we wanted it to almost be in the form of micro content so that it was either quick and purposeful or slow and purposeful, but you could have some sort of takeaway. So with the music or with the art, take a step back, take a step away from looking at words, 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 words. And so that's what we really have tried to do. And I think that, you know, comes back to, to um, our soul as a brand. Yeah. And I think you really contextualize the Brightland lifestyle in that way by having music, you know, linking out to other articles and just kind of going beyond the brand, but in a way that makes sense. Thank you. I mean, yeah. the brands, um, I would say like kind of the, the purpose or the brand promise, I think more accurately, is really to inspire people to be more awake, alive, and aware. And actually to our hero products are awake and alive. Um, but what that means is I felt that the more that you look at a screen, the more numb you get with everything around you and you know whether it's 
like, you know, from a sensory standpoint, like looking at things around you, you're not looking at anything, you're not really understanding what you're tasting or touching because you're looking at the screen. And I started seeing people, you know, more focused on photographing their food or photographing what they're making, how they're making it, like taking a picture of them stirring a pot rather than just stirring it and being in the moment and that kind of present mindfulness. Yeah. And eating it. And eating it. Just yeah. eat. Yeah. You know, you don't need to be like, oh, and right now I'm taking a sip or I'm not saying you need, one day maybe you will go down that you know, super mindful route. But even if you're doing a crossword puzzle, try to be more analog. If you're doing a crossword puzzle while you're eating some pasta, totally fine. But try to do something that's analog that isn't just hyper consumption, mm-hmm. which is what that screen is. And so that was where the brand that Genesis really came from, where I was like, I want to make a product that is the antithesis of that and really celebrate that. So it's like, okay, you can use olive oil in everything that you cook and you can do really fun things with it. You can swirl it into food. You can drizzle it onto, you know, ice cream. You can take a an olive oil brush and brush, you know, your pizza crust or a pastry crust all over it. Um, but when you're doing it in that moment, just sort of try to be still yeah, and not look at the screen. <laughs> I mean, it's just so amazing that that was super innate to you in a world where people are creating Instagram first brands to kind of cater to that game of influencers and press. And um, I don't want to say vanity, but mm-hmm. the performative kind of element of building a brand, which is something that's actually coming up a lot in these conversations. Um, that's super important to call out and it's something that I've been just in my line of work being more mindful of because my work is content um but I think slowing down for me is kind of backing away from from creating things just to create and giving myself the headspace to do really good work which I think is something you're just doing right off the bat thank you um so I know you're you're still in the very early stages of building the brand but just based on your experiences so far do you have any advice for brands who may be feeling the pressure to put out content um you know somewhat frequently but you know still wanting to maintain that level of quality and thoughtfulness yes I think the first and foremost thing a brand can do before they launch before they maybe even before they have a name is create a say it's a kind of a um a document or a a, if you want to call it a deck whatever you want to call it maybe a um, brand book a brand book something that states your values your purpose why you exist and your brand personality and that way you can come back to it when you're making small decisions and big decisions you know we Um, Just a quick example, uh, two, three weeks ago, we were approached by one of the largest um, food retailers in the country who wants to carry Brightland. And it is um, super flattering and just really tempting to just dive in and say, of course, because this will put us at just a different level and different scale. Um, But I actually opened that document up. And I looked at our brand purpose and reason for being and our personality and values and took a step back and thought, if we were to be a part of this store or the hundreds and hundreds of stores that this retailer has, 
would this, would they represent Brightland, you know, in the way that we want to? And I don't know the answer to that yet, to be totally honest with you. But the fact that I was able to do that, I think a lot of times it's so easy to want to say yes to opportunities or to want to just grow or put out content or to just um, do and create whatever that means, just Continue it. continuously yeah. and nonstop. And so having something that uh, operates as a internal checks and balances for yourself that you created at the very beginning. It can be a moving document. It doesn't have to be something that's, you know, written in stone, but something that at least offers that guidance, it has served as a huge source of strength for us. Yeah, I I mean, that's amazing. And I hope to see that work out in a way where everybody wins. But I I, I feel like kind of staying true to those values very early on will set you up for really long-term yes. sustainable success. And knowing that you can't be everything to everybody. I think there are a lot of brands that, you know, if you ask them, who is your customer, describe them, or who are you as a brand? Just the general, like, you know, all Americans, everybody, or everybody in the world. Everybody who, everybody eats. who eats. Exactly. But that's not the case, or maybe one day it can be but not day one. And so knowing, you know, day one, who you are as a brand and, you know, from a heart and soul, and I do think brands have heart and soul and purpose. Um, I think that that will carry them far. Absolutely. Wow. I'm taking a minute to slow down and take that in. <laughs> um, but you know, we kind of lightly touched on all of these themes in your recent feature on the style line. And as I kind of alluded to in that story, I truly think you're going to be a leader in the slow food movement. And, you know, in a similar kind of vein to this podcast, we really want to establish these ideas and business and content and really just being thoughtful at every part of the experience. So one entrepreneur to another, I have to ask, um, are you able to embody these same kind of values of living slowly and intentionally outside of the office? I want to say yes so badly, but (laughs) (laughs) moments of it. Um, I, I actually, um, was a part of a residency where I went away to a, um, geodesic dome, uh, about, two hours north of San Francisco. So I live in Los Angeles, but, you know, I applied for this artist residency. And, you know, the minute I told people, oh, I'm doing this residency, everyone was like, oh, who are you going to be meeting? Who are you going to be with? It was actually a residency to pause and reflect in solitude. So I was alone for five days by myself, didn't speak to a single person because on the first day I went grocery shopping and got all the groceries I needed for the week. So I actually didn't step outside of the property for five days. And I did that um, about a month and a half ago. And that was a time to truly slow down, pause, reflect, um, meditate, and think through, again, why am I doing this? What are we doing this for? What are we going to do, you know, in 2019? Um, But that was a very concerted effort. And day to day, I find myself not slowing down in ways that I want to or should. 
Well, I think it's interesting because in our first interview with Gretchen, she kind of called out that slowing down doesn't necessarily mean um, physically slowing down or going off the grid, but just kind of asking yourself why and remembering the intention. So yes. I think, I think you're there. I hope so. Yeah. I, I think, think it's very hard to physically slow down when it you're is. building a business yeah. just because of the nature of the beast. But it is. And I think that, you know, platforms like Instagram make it really hard too. I have a really complicated relationship with it. And um, I don't know. I'd love to see 10 years, 15 years from now, what a platform like that, like the ramifications on our minds and our um, – kind of our internal uh, barometers of success and satisfaction and self-expectation. I don't know what it's doing to all of those barometers. I, I don't think it's a great thing. Right. <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's a good lead into this next question because you know, as you know, it's definitely an interesting time to be building a brand in a, a very turbulent political and social climate. Um, so, you know, how do you think about, content and social and storytelling in this context and why do you think it's important for entrepreneurs marketers or anyone who really creates content to slow down well I think brands have to have a point of view you have to care about something and so probably that's the thing about you know kind of taking a step back before your brand launches or before anything really, you build anything and um, know what that point of view is. And so when you're sharing that point of view, it's, it's, you know, you're being true to yourself and true to your brand. But I think you also need moments of, um, of pause. And so my recommendation is always, you know, you, you should have things to say at, you know, the moments that are important to you as a brand, but you don't have to say something all the time. It's okay to, to kind of, um, take a step back and listen and listen. Yes. Yeah. That's right. And take some of those conversations into tangible settings like That's this. Right. That's exactly right. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, obviously, we've talked a lot about this idea of being slow and intentional in the office. Um, but what other parts of your life are you living slowly and away from devices? And how would you say that's overall impacted your well-being? Our devices don't enter our bedrooms. And so we have our books in there. We don't have even an alarm clock. So that has been a really, really wonderful because you enter that space and you know there's, there isn't something kind of eyeing you or looking at you like, open me up, you know, maybe you can scroll through me for a little while. <laughs> um, so, so kind of terrifying when you put it that way. But it's true. Yeah. And they're built to do that to you too, because that dopamine just surges when you see a heart or you see a like or you even see a num, you know, a, a red anything check mark or whatever. Um, I'd be interested to see the, I guess, data on the levels that you experience when you give the like or the heart rather mm. than receive. Yeah, I would love to see that too. Yeah, um, yeah, and I think that um, we, you know, do a do a pretty good job of um, phones off. You know, when we're eating, when we're cooking. Um, but it's hard. It's hard because 
at the end of the day, people also want to know as a brand, you know, what kind of food am I making with the product? What kind of food? So I have, I have a tough time with it because I, I use Brightland every single day with everything, but people don't necessarily see what I'm making with it. So sometimes I wonder, am I doing full justice for the brand? So it's something that I'm still t- tackling, to be honest with you. Yeah. So it's a work in progress. Yeah, like all good things. Um, I mean, you're well on your way to to really making a big impact in, in food and I think in business overall, just with your very, very intentional approach to everything. It really comes across and that was why I reached out when you didn't even tell everybody what Brightland was yes. initially. Um, so what legacy do you hope to leave as a slow or thoughtful entrepreneur? <laughs> I'm slow responding to this. <laughs> You know, with Brightland, the mission was to champion authenticity in an industry that was riddled with a lot of fraud and the mafia and um, celebrating a forgotten foundation of our food. Um, But I think, you know, and that was the original kind of um, the, the, the genesis for the brand, and it still is but it's transformed into something bigger, which comes into, you know, being intentional, being awake, alive and aware in your life, whatever that means to you to, you know, as Brightland, we know what it means as, as a brand, but we also want to um, open it up to people, you know, in whatever ways that means to them. So when I think about legacy, to me, it's, if I can, inspire people to put their phones away and stay home and have dinner and um, celebrate the present, I think then I'll feel happy with what we've done. And you'll do it. (laughs) That's honestly what I want because I think everyone also really wants to always kind of share where they're going. And sometimes being home is the best thing you can do. Yeah, or just being. Being. Amazing. And I mean, there are so many other questions we could get into, so we'll have to do a follow-up interview. But just to close out this conversation, I want to ask you one of our more central questions, um, which is why do you think slowing down our relationship to content will help us live, work, and feel better? In order for, in order for it to be meaningful when you read something and absorb something and find a takeaway in something, there's only so much you can consume before you have 45 tabs open and you don't know what you read, or you scroll through three or four websites and you can't really articulate the takeaways. So to me, it's, it's a reflection on, you know, what are you learning and what are you sort of absorbing? And if you're absorbing 
just something that's just so um, fast moving, then inside of you, I don't think that you feel that much peace. So, you know, for us, it's, for me, it's so important to um, read a few high quality pieces and feel less stirred. You know, I don't think I'm articulating that the best way possible, but yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise you're um, really, I, I don't think that when you sleep at night, you have a sense of calm if you've just scrolled through so much. You're not meant to absorb that much content. Yeah. Which is not meant to. No. There's no reason to. There's no reason. At least every day. Exactly. So for now, I think we can just take it day by day. Exactly. Thank you so much Thank for you. doing this. And where can we find you? Brightland is um, on uh, www.brightland.co. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have an Instagram. It's We Are Brightland. And um, if you'd like to email us, please shoot me a note at ai.brightland.co. And what's your Instagram? Hello, Ashwarya. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rachel.